Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are joined by Ross Simmons. And Ross is the founder of Foundation Marketing. They're a content marketing company for B2B brands. He is a serial entrepreneur. He owns, quote unquote, Hustle and Grind. He's an international speaker. He's spoken at MozCon, Search Love, Web Dargarnia, CTA Close, Web Dargarnia, yeah, it's in Web Dargarnia. <laughs> <laughs> and look there, we got Ross is already here, but he also works with Fortune 500 companies and startups. He's been published in Forbes, Huffington Post, uh, VentureBeat, and many more. Uh, he's got more than a million views on SlideShare and Reddit. Ross, welcome to the program. I saw in your notes you're also a new dad. Uh, a new I dad. am, indeed. Well, yes. So yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brent. I'm excited to chat with you and uh, discuss all things marketing, growth, and uh, business as a whole. Yeah, cool. So uh, you're currently doing content marketing. Uh, that's kind of your focus. It is. Why that? Why Why did you get into this? Yeah, so if I was to take you back into time a little bit, the whole content marketing side of things started to come just out of a general interest and passion for this thing called the internet. Um, when I was in university, I had a huge obsession with things like video games uh, and fantasy football. So throughout all of university, I was creating content about fantasy sports. I was creating content about video games like Madden and The Sims. Um, I started communities on this stuff, and it was all just for the passion and the interest of writing about things that I was interested in. Um, over time, eventually, the mark started to go down as the traffic started to go up for all of these different sites, and my mom told me to shift my focus into marketing. So I started to actually write about marketing uh, online the same way I had been writing about fantasy sports and about The Sims and things like that. As I started to create more and more content, people started to call me a content marketer and somebody who understood content marketing. So uh, I started to run with it, and I started to write about content marketing and some of the things that I had learned 
learned over the years of um, blogging for the fun of it. And then from there, I launched RossSimmons.com and it started to kind of get a lot of traction with folks across the marketing industry. And that led me to a career in marketing as a whole. So, so did I hear that right? That you were in school and you started to kind of get distracted and your mom actually <laughs> suggests that you should leave yeah. school? Well, she essentially told me that I needed to stop focusing on all the sports and shift my focus to like the marketing side of things. Uh, Because I was spending a lot of time writing about who people should start in their fantasy football lineups. And I'm still a huge football fan, um, but I'm not writing about it. Till this day, I say, mom, like I could have been on ESPN if you let me chase that. But she pushed me into the marketing side and it's it's worked out ever since anyway. So can't hold it over her head too much. So paint me a picture of your your business, your agency as it is today. Yeah, so foundation marketing, um, I like to believe we're a little bit different from most agencies because one of the things that we do is not only do we service our clients, but we also own and operate a handful of brands ourselves. Um, so foundation marketing spun out of rossins.com. I was a one person agency for, for many years where I was just a freelancer getting work and bringing in freelancers to kind of collaborate with on different projects. Over the course of those years, though, I was also interested in always just starting new things. So in the DNA of foundation marketing is a combination of both the service side of the business, but also this entrepreneurial side where we're constantly creating things. So we've rolled out things like Hustle & Grind, which is a coffee company, a poster company, a t-shirt company. It sells a handful of different products to entrepreneurs. Some of our posters have made it to the front page of Reddit multiple times. They've been seen by millions of people. Uh, They've been put up in some of the biggest offices around the world. And that's just because uh, we've applied our knowledge around content marketing to the e-commerce space and we've launched products that people want. In addition to that, we have a handful of other sites that are in the media space. Uh, We have content sites that are in different types of niches that are a wide range of different things. And we collaborate with the team on launching these different products so they can learn about content marketing when they're earlier on in their career. And we can actually come to our clients and say, look, we've done this experiment on a certain channel, we've found results, let us find these results for you as well. So uh, the the key piece of foundation that is interesting is not only do we service clients and our brands that we um, work with as a, a client, we also create and incubate ideas and then bring them to life as our own uh, and bring those to, to the market. So, so why do you, why do you want to do, why do you do both? Right. And I guess, why are you, why are you kind of trying to ride two horses at the same time? Yeah. So it's, I think it's a bit of ADD, but it's also just a, uh, it's truly, I think that's a bit of it. It's a bit of ADD, but I think that there's also some value in being able to add value to clients by simply being a doer. Like a lot of people can speak the theories of marketing. A lot of people can read a lot about marketing and, and talk the language about it. But if you don't actually spend the time actually doing the work, it's it's hard to really experiment. Um, and it's not oftentimes that you are willing and able to get a client who's willing to experiment with a, a risky channel. Reddit is a great example. So Reddit is a channel that I've talked about tons of times uh, on YouTube and I've written about it. And it's a passion of mine because I think that it's one of the most underrated marketing channels, but it's also a channel that a lot of clients will tell you very quickly that they are not going to touch. And it makes sense. Redditors will tell you where to go and how to get there really quickly. I've been banned off of Reddit many years ago because I went in and I was like constantly trying to figure out this thing called Reddit but I've been able to experiment with my own brands and that has given me insight now that I can apply to my clients to use Reddit the right way. It sucks to fail 
when you're working on a client's brand, but it's okay if you fail on a brand that you've created and that you run. So uh, that's the the main reason today why uh, we operate on both sides of the fence where we have our own products, we have our own brands, we can experiment and also make money off of them. But at the same time, we can take that knowledge and apply it to our client's work. That's really cool. So what are some things that you do, I guess, to kind of manage basically multiple businesses at the same time. Cause I know there's a lot of yeah. agencies out there, whether they're thinking about launching a product for a, you know, the software, I mean, they're like, Oh, I build apps. Right. So why don't I build right. my own app? Right. Like right. I think, well, what are some of the things that you do to kind of manage those two different worlds? Yeah. So we, the key is systems, right? Like you have to have processes and systems in place that make it easy for pretty much anybody to jump in and do certain things for the business. So when it comes to Hustle and Grind, for example, we've gotten that business to a point now where we know exactly what we need to do each month to have sustainable growth and break even month after month and actually generate some profit and make that business work. So what we typically are able to do now is when we hire someone new and they are just learning about content marketing, they're just learning about social media, we can give them a roadmap on how to manage Instagram and they can go do it. They can learn, they can fail, they can struggle. And during their reviews, we can talk about what they what they had challenges with, but we know that nothing's going to fall off of the rails to a, a significant degree where the business is going to collapse, um, or at least that hasn't happened yet. So one of the key pieces is having processes in place where even early hires can be allocating time to these projects um, because we have systems in place that are low risk and are not going to cause a significant disaster. In addition to that, I ensure that everybody on the team actually has some allocated time in their calendar where they are spending it on our brands. Uh, We have a philosophy called build, ship, learn, decide, uh, which is this experimentation model that we use internally where I really want the team to try new things. And the best place to do that is with our own brands. So every week every or every month, sorry, they have a learning day where they're meant to solely focus on experimenting and testing new things on the brands that we own. Uh, and everybody across the company does that. So that's been uh, another great way to actually make that feasible and make that possible. What were those, those four things, right? Build or learn? Yeah, build, ship, learn, and decide. So the idea there is like really a about experimentation. So uh, experimenting in content marketing is, again, one of those underrated opportunities that a lot of brands overlook, uh, but creating a system for experimentation is key. When it comes to build, it's a simple idea. You need to build something. You have to go into a new channel. You have to go into a new um, audience. You need to try something new. You're building something. Uh, You ship it. You press publish. You let it go out there to the world. You see how they are actually responding to it. You then learn, you learn how they reacted, you learn, is there an opportunity to do this a little bit differently? And then you decide whether or not this is an experiment that you need to increase uh, the amount of media spend. This is an experiment you need to increase the amount of resources we're allocating to it. Is this an experiment that we can really spend more time and energy on? Instagram and Hustle and Grind is a great example of that. When we launched Hustle and Grind, it kind of came out of an accident where we were just trying to figure out Instagram marketing as a whole. Um, We've embraced that model of build, ship, learn, decide. We set up an Instagram account. We noticed that at the time, there was this huge trend where people wanted to see inspirational quotes. And we said, let's build something different. Let's start to add illustrations to it. Let's do this a little bit more unique. Let's let's really add a different type of flavor where it's not just a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with a quote on his face. Let's try something different. And we started to experiment with it. And over time, we were eventually able to get 100,000 followers on Instagram. And we were able to say, okay, this channel can work for us. It can probably work for our clients as well. So let's think of ways that we can do that. 
I, I love this this model, right? Build, ship, learn, decide. Because I feel like a lot of people try to do a lot of learning and deciding before right. they've actually seen something, kind of what what the reaction is to it or kind of how it works out there in the real world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's key to embrace this idea of experimentation with everything that you do. I'm a big fan of it, whether we're talking like business or life. Like, I'm a huge believer that you need to experiment with things and you need to try different things if you want to have a successful career or even if you want to just live a fulfilling life where at the end of the day, you can look back at it and say, okay, I have very few regrets. When it comes to the content marketing side of things, a lot of people get a little bit weary of experiments because oftentimes you will fail. Like you will go into an experiment, you will try something new and you will fail and you have to be okay with that. Jeff Bezos talks about how for Amazon, if they ever get to a point where they're not taking big swings when they are trying to hit a home run and they're failing, that is when Amazon is going to be at the most risk for for losing. And I think that that's consistent across most organizations that we all look up to and say, okay, these guys have have created a massive brand. They've created a massive success because they embrace that idea of experimentation. And I think if you can inject that into your culture, then it will give you a competitive advantage. Because at the end of the day, if you can experiment and learn something about a new channel, about a new opportunity, about a new target audience or a new product before your competitors do, they have to play catch up for a short period of time while you're already going to be milking that success for all the ROI that is possible. And as you are continuing to execute on that thing, you are going to increase your circle of competence within that, sp- within that space, within that experiment. Uh, and it's going to, again, give you an increased likelihood of having a sustainable competitive advantage long-term. Yeah, that's really cool. So you guys, your your agency today, and, and maybe I missed this part. So I know you, yeah. you kind of started out as the the solo uh, preneur running the, the agency. And now you've mentioned kind of team. How many people are you guys today at Foundation? Yeah, so we're a team of five um, full-time people. And then we have four uh, part-timers that come in here and there for projects as well. Very cool. So your main service that you guys offer is is content and you focus on B2B brands, enterprise companies. So talk to me about kind of what your offering is. Like, how do you help B2B brands and and enterprise companies? Like, how do you guys structure your, you know, your, your services, your packages, what's your overall revenue model? Yeah. So we're a content marketing agency. We typically start every engagement with the development of a plan or strategy. So uh, that's always day one. We don't necessarily come into projects where they just need someone who's going to write content and they're going to spit ideas at and they just have to come up with it. We always work with clients who um, recognize the, the need of having a holistic view of content marketing. We come in, we develop a strategy, we develop a plan with them, and then we typically go one of two ways depending on the client. We have two types of clients, really. We have the enterprise brands and we have the startups. Uh, When it comes to a startup, we typically will train their team on how they can execute it. Sometimes we will even help them hire their first CMO and help bring that person internally for them. And then they will go off and they will execute on that project. And maybe we'll have a check-in with them every quarter or so uh, to make sure that it's going down the the right path. On the other side of that, where we're working with B2B brands that are more on the enterprise level, um, or they're, say, a Series A startup where they've actually raised some capital and they can kind of afford us to continue working with them on a regular basis, we'll do a retainer project where we're month after month creating content for them, executing some outreach to generate some backlinks for their content. We're designing infographics. We're developing the landing pages to go with lead magnets, et cetera, et cetera. It all depends on the client. Uh, And then we just execute on those things on a a monthly basis um, with those different brands. 
Once in a while, we'll also get brought in to do like workshops. I do a lot of public speaking. Um, so I get brought into organizations who need someone to come in and do training and things like that as well. Uh, so there's a wide range of things that happen in, in both sides of that. Very cool. So what are, what are some of the things in terms of content? I feel like content's changed a lot in the last 10 right. years. It's one of yeah. those industries where it's like, you know, not just from like written stuff and SEO, but like right. in video and social and like yeah. all the different kind of forms and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so with your clients, what are some of the things that you guys are, are, are doing with them kind of tactically yeah. and kind of where is, is the puck moving in terms of the content space? So I can remember, you're so right when you talk about the fact that content has changed, right? Like I remember when I was blogging about fantasy sports, when I was blogging about marketing, even in the early days, your blog would get so much love. Like blog posts were everything. It was the only thing really, if anything. YouTube was still like a weird place where people were putting up videos and it wasn't like what it is today. But today, the entire landscape has definitely changed. I remember when I was first getting started writing blog posts and I pressed publish on a piece of content and it was met with crickets. And I think that a lot of times organizations are finding themselves in a similar situation where they're just starting to embrace even blogging or YouTube or, or any type of channel and they're pressing publish and they're getting met with crickets. I lost sleep because I was like, okay, I pressed publish. I got two likes. One was for my mom. One was for my girlfriend, now wife. It was horrible. And I think a lot of companies are feeling that same pain. And what clients are often bringing us in to do is help them ensure that they don't get crickets when they press publish. So we actually assist with the distribution of the content just as much as we do with the creation. Oftentimes people will just give you a blog post and they'll call it a day. We work with clients on not just the creation of the asset, but also identifying channels in which that content can, can generate more life, essentially, where it can be reaching an audience that is very specific, that is very engaged through things like Facebook groups. So we'll identify, these are the top 20 Facebook groups in your niche, in your space. Let's go into them. And let's share this content in these groups so your audience can find them. We'll do the same thing in various niche forums and communities. A lot of people think that forums are from 1998. Like, no, forums are alive and relevant even today. And we'll go into these forums and we'll have conversations and start conversations and comment on different questions with content that is relevant to our clients. Uh, we'll go into sites like Quora and we'll identify what Quora questions are generating the most views per week. And then we will go in and we'll answer those questions with links going back to our clients' blog posts. Of course, we're not going into there and just spamming it. We're adding value by rethinking the way that uh, somebody has asked a question. We'll write up that answer. We'll get a client approval. And then we'll answer that question with a link throughout it. Uh, driving back to it. Sometimes it's even embedding a YouTube video. If a client has a YouTube video that they're trying to get more life, we'll go into these various questions and we'll answer it with that. We do that across a handful of other communities, depending on the niche and the specific audience. There's things like Stack Exchange, which is definitely an underrated channel where you can go in and see content. I've talked a little bit about Reddit. I think Reddit is a channel that is highly controversial, but it's definitely a great place where you can distribute content. And sometimes we'll go in there and we'll answer We'll answer questions on our client's behalf. That was a, a question from some random user who was on Reddit and they had a question about something that our client could actually answer with value. And we provide that answer. And again, link it back to their content, giving their content the ability to continue with its life cycle of generating traffic and leads. Hmm. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or an agency that offers SEO services to your clients? 
I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency. Their platform is laser focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients, providing deep insights on keywords, campaign level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's going to help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. SEO Monitor offers a world-class support team, so they're there when you need them, and they have top-level service-level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGurus partnership, go to seomonitor forward slash DAS for Digital Agency Show. That's seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. All right, let's get back to our program. So so you listed out a handful of kind of yeah. discussion platforms that you yeah. guys actually do. So, I mean, I think that, I think this point is so, you know, it's so good to make mm-hmm. not just for your clients in terms of value that you provide them as an agency, but I think in terms right. of content in general, this kind of idea that you can publish a blog post on your website and all of a sudden right. everybody's going to come, you know, running to consume your content, but there's, there's yeah. this whole distribution kind of side of it, which is, you know, equal or even greater in terms yeah. of the importance it is to getting those ideas out there, right? Getting exactly to know about that. So you guys, you mentioned mostly groups yeah, uh, and that you guys actually do that, which is really cool. But what, what, I mean, is there any other channels that agency owners or other people that are doing the type of work you're doing can be thinking about helping their clients in terms of distribution? Yeah, I think you can go back to the original like social media channels, right? Like I, I've talked a lot about groups in those niche online communities, but you could also look at things like LinkedIn and understanding, okay, we need to ensure that our, our team is publishing this content. So oftentimes we'll provide templates to our clients when we publish a blog post. This is an example of what your employees can share on their own LinkedIn accounts. And we'll distribute that across the company. Um, we will provide links. Uh, there's a website called Click to Tweet, where if you click it, you can have a tweet automatically populated and it will allow you to send that tweet out. So we do things like that. But in addition, there's some cool tools out there today like Q, spelled Q-U-U-U, I believe, uh, that allows you to upload your content and then a handful of people can simply press a button and distribute that content. So we'll oftentimes upload our clients' content to sites like that. There's another one called Zest. 
I believe that we have used where, again, people connect their Twitter accounts and it allows us to kind of distribute their content through there. And then again, the, the other piece of all of this is the importance of still paid. Like, I think uh, we can't underestimate the value of paid distribution in a world, in a market where algorithms are changing so quickly, where it's becoming harder and harder to rank, to get space on a Google SERP, to get actual visibility, even though you own your Facebook page, like it's becoming more and more challenging to reach your audience that you thought you owned, but you're actually just renting, which is why paid is also an important piece of all of this distribution talk where you're doing that type of outreach. And then the last one is email newsletters. So another opportunity that exists is to find email newsletters that are within your niche finding out who the editor is, who the owner of that newsletter is, and making sure that you're getting your content on their radar so they can distribute it as well. That's cool. I like to, I feel like I've got a good list of <laughs> places and stuff to, to think about. So so let's talk about kind of like, you know, you've talked a lot about the what behind content uh, yeah. and some of the how, right? Of how to get it distributed and how to get it out there. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe it's backing up, maybe it's going deeper. Talk about like the why, like why would companies want to invest in content? I mean, I think obviously it's probably to get clients, but like, is there something that's possible today that there wasn't possible five years ago that makes content more appealing? I mean, it feels like a very crowded marketplace to be honest. Yeah, no, it's definitely crowded. I think that the the key piece is to ensure that you're like, there's never been a easier time to create content, but it's never been a harder time to get your content in front of the right people because it's so noisy, because there's so many people creating content, right? Like it's easier than ever to set up a YouTube channel, easier than ever to set up a podcast, easier than ever to write a blog post because everybody has these mobile devices and the apps and the technology is amazing today. But the opportunity that exists is to arm, in my belief, when it comes to sales um, or when it comes to B2B, is to arm your sales team with content assets that keep them relevant on the top of mind when it comes to your clients. Like I think that, or not even just your clients, even potential prospects. A lot of times we think of content as being solely the acquisition tool. It 100% plays a role in that space as it relates to generating buzz, as it relates to Google search and like ranking and Google search results, like all of those things make sense. But it can also be an amazing tool for your business development team to be able to follow up with leads, to follow up with prospects, with people they met at a conference and say, hey, we just wrote this piece. I think you'll enjoy it. Because it's very easy to let a lead go cold and then have nothing to follow up with them about. Um, But if you are armed with content and your marketing team and your sales team are on the same path, it is very easy for you to constantly have a sales team that feels empowered because the marketing team is supporting them. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest opportunities that exists for the B2B side of things. And B2C, the opportunity that exists for content is just like unbelievable because it comes down to the fact that you have to play this attention game where you are trying to get the attention of the consumer and where consumers spending time on Facebook, they're spending time on Snapchat, they're spending time on Instagram. So you can't win unless you are creating some type of content that's going to be relevant to them. So you have to be there, you have to be in those channels, uh, and you have to find a way to connect with them in some way if you want to create a, a sustainable sustainable brand. What's, what's some recent examples that you've seen where people have done this really effectively? Yeah, so... From a B2C side, my one of my favorite brands is Wendy's. Uh, they have an amazing voice on Twitter. They are one of the brands that people will say are a little bit edgy. And not everybody can be Wendy's because they throw shade at McDonald's all the time. And they make fun of their frozen burgers. And they do all of these crazy things. They, th- 
they actually released a mixtape on Apple Music about McDonald's being horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, and that's all content. Like, a lot it of people is, are just like, what yeah, is that? But it I mean, content. We, we, I mean, what's, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about that in terms of like, <laughs> Like at what point do you start becoming like like libel or whatever? But right. like, you know, whatever. So, so that's that's Wendy's problem, right? right but I think exactly. what what is is what you're saying that to be noticed that you have to be edgy or you just have to have something no. that makes I, you stand out. So from a B two B standpoint, one of the easiest ways to do exactly what Wendy's is doing, but without really ruffling any feathers is the idea of just creating a comparison landing page on your website. Like a lot of brands will have, this is HubSpot versus Salesforce, and then just show what the actual differences is. It's just a landing page. And what you will find in that landing page is that there are so many people going to Google and typing in HubSpot alternatives or HubSpot versus Salesforce, that that type of landing page will rank really well. And because it's so directly related to a point in which your buyer is about to convert and make a decision, you can actually drive results from that simple landing page. If you wanted to go the Wendy side of things, you would have a video of your CEO on there, like throwing shade and freestyling about how one is better than the other. And I'm not saying that you should do that. It could work. Um, but again, you can take some inspiration from the idea of, okay, if we create this content and we are truly speaking to a problem that people have, people will find it, they'll find value in it. And they will essentially say, okay, Thank you for providing this. I always say that when you're thinking about your content, you should ask yourself, is it bookmarkable? Is it printable? Is it likable? Is it shareable? Is it linkable? Um, and if it does one of those things, then great. It's probably a piece of content that you should create. If it's not going to do one of those things, it's not a piece of content that is probably worth investing. Hmm. Those are, those are, we'll, we'll definitely uh, reference our show notes. So we'll, we'll make sure that we capture uh, awesome. those nuggets that you just <laughs> on our show notes. Go to yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and you guys can check that out. We'll have Ross's show notes up there and you can have these, uh, these couple of really great little models and uh, checklists that you have. I think we'll make sure to capture those on our takeaways. Awesome. So, so just kind of recap on that. So like Wendy's B2C edgy kind of, Mm-hmm. jumping into the fight into the trenches with their number one competitor right. uh, on the B2B side, you mentioned the comparison pages. So like, yeah. you, know, you know, Infusionsoft versus Salesforce or whatever the, the HubSpot versus Salesforce, right. Kind of comparison pages. So those seem right. like two very good tactics. I mean, obviously on the B2C side, you have to have a big enough audience to like, for sure, you know, be, be engaged at the level Wendy's is Yeah. Um, on the B2B side, that comparison, any other stuff on the B2B? Cause most of our audience is agency owners. So, you know, I like the comparison. I'm trying to think of ideas that would relate to them in their business right now, that things that they can, they can actually run with on the content side. I think one of the biggest things that agencies run into is not being willing to give away some information, right? Like you need to be willing to give away some information, some insights, some value to your audience before they're actually a client. So if you can do that, through something like video, I think there's a huge opportunity. Uh, video content is without question one of the fastest growing opportunities that I see in the content marketing space. I've been studying it a lot lately. I've started to invest in my own YouTube channel and I'm seeing like video is really starting to take off, especially when you see things like LinkedIn just announced, I believe a few weeks ago, that they're going to be rolling out a live video streaming service directly in LinkedIn where you'll be able to go on live. For B2B agency owners, I think that there is a real opportunity to start speaking into a camera, sharing your ideas, sharing your thoughts, and then publishing them on a channel like LinkedIn. A great example of a company that did this 
to an amazing degree was Drift. Uh, Drift.com, a few, it was probably like last year, maybe even, uh, they had a product launch and they had to announce that they were rolling out a new feature. And there was like 20 people within the company who actually created a video that was talking about this new product launch. And it was all on the same day. Everybody was engaging with it. They were sending it out to their feed. Drift took over B2B LinkedIn for an entire day because everybody was doing these video pieces. One of the other key things to keep in mind is that LinkedIn recognizes that video is a great channel to keep people on their site. So if you are creating LinkedIn video, LinkedIn in their algorithm is giving your video content more reach than they would if you just put up a text update or if you put up a link or if you put up a image because video content keeps people there. If I'm watching a five minute video on LinkedIn, that's five minutes of me being on LinkedIn, which means there's five minutes for LinkedIn to sell back to advertisers. So if you can invest in video content and distribute it through your LinkedIn channels and even empower your employees to do the same, I think there's a massive opportunity there. Mm, That's really cool. I, I love that. I mean, I love pushing more of our, our listeners and our fans, uh, to video and definitely right. to be publishing content. So this has been, this has been absolutely gold. Uh, Ross, are you, uh, we, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We've talked about your story. We've talked yeah. about your methodologies and agency, kind of how you guys are set up. We yep. got to a little bit with content and got some good tactics right. and strategies about how to uh, leverage content to grow our businesses. Uh, yep. Ross, are you ready for our lightning round? I am ready. Let's do it. <laughs> all right that's a good that's a good commitment level right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right what is the best advice you've ever, ever received don't be afraid that's really it it's as simple as that uh don't be afraid which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success wired in wednesdays so every wednesday i solely focus on getting things done like podcast interviews uh writing content i do not do anything outside of just putting in headphones and doing things. Um, I'll probably get back damage because I'm sitting down for the entire day. Maybe I'll get a standing desk, but yes, Wired in Wednesdays is with no question the uh, one of my best productivity uh, hacks, so to speak. Very nice. Can you uh, share an internet resource or a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? So there's a simple plugin called Keywords Everywhere that you can install into Chrome. And when you use Google, it will automatically tell you um, how many people use those keywords that you're typing in. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I was, it also I was works expecting on something related to content, right? So that's good. <laughs> it also works on YouTube. It's really good. Nice. What book could you recommend and why? How Will You Measure Your Life by Clayton Christensen is the one book that I give the most uh, to people. It's uh, a massive influence on me, and it's because it balances both sides of the story of our life, where it's important to have a passion and a career, uh, and it's important to invest in the right levers that are going to allow that to achieve what you want it to. But there's also a lot of importance in that personal life, in your relationships that you have with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, with your pets, all of that stuff. And it's figuring out how to make all of this stuff work and not being too hard on yourself and recognizing that, yes, at the end of the day, all of us are winging it. All of us are trying to do the best we can. And you have to just uh, make sure that you don't lose sight of that and you embrace the idea of doing both as well as you can. Very nice. Love that book recommendation. Check out that uh, link to that book recommendation and more takeaways and notes uh, and links out to stuff that Russ has talked about today at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Ross, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? 
Yeah, so definitely check out my personal website, rossimmons.com. Um, I'm constantly writing blog posts about marketing and growth over there. Uh, but you can also definitely check out our agency's blog, foundationinc.co.co, and check us out. We're always writing content about B2B marketing. And I think a lot of agency owners will be able to take some of the content that we write about since agencies are B2B as well and use some of that in their own work um, as well. And then finally, if you want to connect on Twitter, at the coolest cool. I created my Twitter handle when I was in university, so do not judge me, but definitely link up with me on Twitter. I'd be happy to, uh, to chat marketing and all things growth at any point in time. Awesome. We will uh, link out to your Twitter handle, websites, all that good stuff. Again, on our show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Find uh, Ross's episode and uh, you'll get all these links and more great content, more info uh, on our website. Ross, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And my hat's off to you for having this uh, podcast. It's always great to hear that agency owners are getting the chance to level up their their insights on marketing, on growth. I've been listening to the, the last few episodes and I've been loving what I'm hearing. So uh, my hat's off to you. Well done. Yeah. Thank you, Ross. We appreciate that. And that is our show for this week of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you grow your digital agency, to empower you to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 